Today's episode is brought to you by our gaming podcast, Achievement Oriented. Each week, Ben Lindbergh and Jason Concepcion explore the virtual world, interviewing industry experts and reviewing the latest video game releases. Make sure to subscribe to Achievement Oriented on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mask Man Show, WrestleMania Week Spectacular. We're going to do a series of episodes, uh, a, a little mini episode every day, breaking down individual big matches uh, on the WrestleMania card. I'm joined here today, and I think this whole week, by my dear friend Dave Schilling. Yeah, I'm. I'm we're recording this before, kids, but I'll be at WrestleMania in Orlando, so say hi. Give me that too sweet. And the one... And only first time ever on the Mask Man Show, Nick Mundy. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me, guys. I'm, I really appreciate it. I'm a huge fan, big fan of the show. Um, and thanks for yeah. You're I'm just really trying excited. to work us now. No, yeah. yeah well, I'm, I'm look. I'm shooting with you guys. You're being uh, very successful in making me like you more. Oh, uh, pl- please, please refer to me as Husky Steve Kazee. Um, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm not as handsome as him. None or, of us are, or or is uh, probably smart. But uh, look, I'll I'll do my best. But I'm excited. It's WrestleMania week. It's like Christmas. This is what we're like looking forward to. This it's is- like Christmas if you open your your present and you think you're getting a remote control car, but you actually get a bunch of socks. Yeah. Also joining us on the show this week uh, via the magic of uh, audio cutting and pasting is the great Bruce Pritchard, who we interviewed uh, just the other day, and and we had him talk about some of the big matches. He's going to be on the show in just a little bit, and uh, and I hope you enjoy his inclusion, too. So this episode of the Masked Man Show, WrestleMania Week Spectacular, is all about the main event, Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg for the WWE Universal Championship. Let's uh, let's break this down as quickly as we can. Schilling, why is this match happening? This match is happening because Goldberg was promoting WWE 2K17 on ESPN, and mm. Jonathan Coachman said, well, who would you like to fantasy wrestle? And he said, oh, I think I owe Brock Lesnar a rematch. And from there, WWE realized they had a money match on their hands. By the way, he said that on the Masked Man Show also. Goldberg did... Uh, did, did oh, yeah. Shouts out to Goldberg for coming on the Masked Man Show. Um, it I was great. I think he was like washing dishes while he was talking to me on the phone. <laughs> it was a very bizarre... I, I remember that. He was doing chores of some sort. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, but he was, you know, he was a nice guy and I just thought that's really crazy of him to be kind of working us at this point, you know? I mean, and then I honestly, I didn't think it would happen. Me but neither. Some combination of his age and his non-WWE-ness you know, whatever, that you always hear those rumors. But apparently, Vince does not hold a grudge. Vince uh, Vince saw Goldberg come in the first time and decided this was his favorite employee. So um, we're getting a WrestleMania main event match with a 50-year-old Goldberg and a, uh, and a uh, not quite as old, but grizzled Brock Lesnar. And, and a match that is the third iteration of a match that originally people hated. So it's it's fascinating to see the crowd reaction. Uh, to a match that, you know, almost 20 years ago, or 10 years ago, or however long it's been. God, 13 years 13, ago. Lucky number. People just absolutely could not stand it. Speaking of fascinating, I'm fascinated by, by Mondays. Just, like, he's bubbling over with takes right now. Just okay, what, What's your feeling about this Look, match? Look, I, I hate to start off my uh, Masked Man uh, introduction by uh, hating on something. I just... I could care less about this match. I'm I'm not a Bill Goldberg fan. He seems like a nice guy, and it's awesome that he could do this at 52 years old. And like, if he was like 
in a Braun Strowman grudge match putting Braun over, I'd be way more pumped about this. It's just also Lesnar has just kind of gotten tiring too. Mm. And the fact that this is our main event and we all know how this is going to happen and they kind of book themselves into a hole unless Lesnar and Goldberg have been WrestleMania sixing this whole time and just rehearsing this match every day <laughs> to give us something more than like an eight minute pile of shit. Uh, I'm, I'm a little worried about this match. Uh, the last WrestleMania main event wasn't great. I'm worried about this main event. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I hate to be this guy because I'm excited about other matches on the card. This one, and the fact that it's for the title is just makes it even more annoying because then you're just recreating what you had with probably Lesnar. Lesnar is probably going to win. Uh, or not, because Goldberg might have signed a contract. <laughs> but either way, you're going to get a, an old guy who shows up every three weeks and skips the like the non-big pay-per-views. He just cuts a promo to and be, he goes home. To be, to be uh, of course, you would have liked to see Goldberg wrestle more than he does. Although the special attractionness of him is is great, uh, Goldberg and Lesnar both. Um, but you know, I mean, Les- I mean, Lesnar's last title run was a success for the. Co- I mean, I'm not looking at numbers, but I enjoyed every bit of that. It was kind of nice to have him show up just for the big events and and give everyone else a chance to breathe. We didn't have to have the champion cutting opening and closing show promos every week. It reminded but. me of of the territory days. Not that I was around during them, but you know, looking back in, in the history of it, the NWA champion wasn't in every territory all the time. Sure, it was a special attraction. Absolutely, the player true. would show up and wrestle your top baby face, and then go to the next territory. Listen, I'm not. I, I'm not. Totally, I'm, I'm kind of. I, I hear Monday. I hear you, Nick. Hey, uh, I'm going to choose to be excited about this match. It is going to be interesting to see how they book it. Um, I, just because it, I talk about, well, let's let's go to this Pritchard tape. I talk a little bit with Bruce about about how you how you design a match with two stars of this magnitude, one of whom is not you know renowned as the best worker in the world. So anyway, let's let's go to our conversation with Bruce, and then we'll we'll come back and and try to figure out how this is going to go. But before we get to that, let's take a quick break. All this month, we're asking you to tell a friend about a podcast they'll love. Right now, stop what you're doing. Think of a friend, your mom, anyone you care about. What podcast would they really love? Got it? Now do it. Tell them about it in real life or on social media. And if they don't know about podcasts, show them how. Tell us what you'd recommend with the hashtag tripod. That's T-R-Y-P-O-D. Thanks for spreading the word. We got WrestleMania right around the corner, and uh, I, I, I gotta, I, I gotta get you to break down some of these matches for us, if you, if you, if you will. Um, the first one that, that that jumps off to me, I mean, of course, is the the main event: Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Um, you worked with, I know you worked with both of these guys at various points, right? Yes, I did. Um, what? Let's just take the big picture view. What do you think, as a fan, as a former employee, um, about, you know, not to take anything away from either of them, and particularly Brock Lesnar, who sort of carried the company over the past five years, but these are two guys that, you know, they earned their spot in the main event 10 years ago. You know, I mean, they earned their spot in this WrestleMania's main event a number of years ago. Um, do, you, uh, do you think that's, a, you know, the right move for business? Without a doubt, it's the right move for business. I think that anybody that has a problem with it, the opportunity is there to step up and take it away from them. Draw some money. Um, make yourself noticed. So uh, Brock and Goldberg both, 
Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Goldberg's work, but you cannot take away the fact that he is a draw. He draws money. People want to see him and people like him. So you look at what you're going to put in that position to draw the most eyeballs to your product, the most eyeballs on your product, that's an opportunity for everyone else on the roster to step up and shine and get noticed. Maybe because people are coming to watch Brock and Goldberg, they may see you and go, hey, man, I'm going to get behind this guy over here because he really impressed me. So I look at it, at it as an opportunity for talent to step up and make a name for themselves. It reminds me of WrestleMania 13, and a lot of people malign that show uh, in the fan community. Um, and they specifically malign Undertaker versus Sid and say, oh, it wasn't really much of a match work rate-wise. But people remember Austin versus Bret Hart in the submission match, and that was a star-making opportunity for him. Uh, why can't Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho be the same for Kevin Owens or or Roman Reigns, Undertaker, all that kind of thing? Is Was that sort of the thinking back then of, well, we need the attraction to sell the tickets, but this is the match that's going to really like mint Steve Austin as the next big thing? It's It's always been the thinking. Whenever you look at putting someone on a card or giving someone that opportunity and that exposure to say, okay, Here's the platform. If you're jealous of their position, then go take it. You look at a guy like Shawn Michaels, who for years with the Rockers went out. His mission every night that he went out was to steal the show. So was Bret Hart's. So they went out, and no matter who was on top or what the draw was specifically for whatever event they were performing in, they went out to steal the show. And that got them noticed. And that was something that was able to put them in a position to be top dogs later on. Well, uh, let's think about the uh, – I mean, you, you've been backstage more than anybody we'll ever talk to. Uh, let's think about the the booking for this match. Now, uh, you know, you've said and, and many people have said that, that, you know, Vince loves to send the crowd home happy at the end of a big event like this. And um, – Often that means the the you know the baby face goes over. Uh, you know I, I'm looking at recent history, trying to think through. I mean Seth Rollins cashing in was was you know one recent example of of uh, you know the an unconventional ending to a WrestleMania main event. Um, how do these conversations go down? I mean, when you, how do you balance surprising the crowd or you know keeping the crowd on their toes versus the the send the crowd home happy ethos? I think that you have to also look at the times and when you have the network where people are not necessarily paying $69.95 or whatever the the price tag is for a pay-per-view event, that you have a captive audience that is watching this event and you want to hook them now. So the philosophy is more in line with an old school philosophy of drawing on the house shows, maybe leaving with some heat to get people to tune in later. So I, I don't know that the uh, the happy ending, that that holds water as much anymore. And who's to say that Brock Lesnar walking out of there as champion isn't a happy ending for the majority of the audience? Because I think they're, they may be expecting that, and they're looking at it as, well, hell yeah, Brock's a monster. He's younger. He's stronger. He's faster. I expect him to do it, and that's not a bad thing either. 
So you, so your pick is Brock Lesnar. That's your official pick for WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> put him on the spot, sure. All the way. Um, do you? I mean, this is a really, this is a really silly question, I guess, to some people. But like, when you have these conversations backstage, do like, does the? I mean, do you think Vince is considering what kind of contracts Brock and Goldberg both have? Like, how many matches they have left on their deals, or, or is, uh, or is it just whatever's best for business on that night, and they'll figure out the rest later? No, of course you have to be able to look at your long-term investment and what you have in front of you. If you have a guy who's only got two more dates left on their contract or they're, they're not in a position to garner more rate on return, um, then, hey, next. So, yeah, all of that plays into it, but also you, you have to look at what's best for business for that day and what's best for business six months down the road one thing i wanted to ask you and i don't i don't want to step on the toes of your show because i'm sure there will be a wrestlemania 20 episode (laughs) and i want you to get as many listeners as possible to that um but what was the vibe both from you and from vince and from everybody in in the back pat patterson gerald briscoe to that first brock goldberg match because it's in the garden it's the the 20th anniversary of wrestlemania it's their last match both of them and uh you know it sort of is infamous now for people hating it it was the shits <laughs> nobody i i mean there there was nobody was kidding anybody about it i think that everybody went out knowing that it was their last match um the audience didn't care they they were kind of they were pissed off at brock because brock was leaving they knew goldberg was leaving and he hadn't impressed in that run and that was probably our fault as much as it was bill's fault so the the audience just crapped all over it before it even left the locker room was they, it were, they, were boo- they were booing the damn uh, history package. <laughs> was it always the intention to have Austin drop them both with stunners at the end of the match? Well, yeah, that's the reason you, you the feature in that match was Steve Austin. Right. Steve was still going to be around. Can, can we get a taste of Vince McMahon uh, after the match? <laughs> you don't have to, but it's you know everybody's favorite thing that you do. No, you know, it, it's it's... I don't really even remember per se, yeah. but it, because when they went out there, no one was expecting a whole lot. I think that we all, the audience included, just wanted to get it over with and move on. And but, you know, we advertised yeah. it. We got it out there. Um, we got the match in the ring. Now let's get it the hell out of the ring. In your estimation, can they outdo themselves this time? Different time, different place. Yes. Yeah. I think that there there aren't those expectations this time. I think people are looking at, um, I think there's a segment of the audience that's looking at how bad Brock is going to beat him up Mm -hmm. and if Goldberg can hang. You haven't seen Bill tested yet. What, what, what do you, I mean, you, you worked with so many, you know, legendary wrestlers over the years, but it, I mean, booking a match like, I'm talking about WrestleMania 33 now, I mean, booking a match with Brock Lesnar and Bill Goldberg in 2017, two stars of that magnitude, has got to be 
I mean, a little bit different than than you know working with two young guys and 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 plot and trying to you know figure out how that how how the dance is going to go. I mean, is it? Do you think that? Do you think that that it's not? I don't, I don't want to say ego like that like they're bad guys, but but ego's got to come into play when you're when you're when you're plotting this match out, right? Not so much. I think both guys are professionals. I think ego comes into play in everything. First of all, so yeah, that that is definitely going to come into play with any two professionals but both guys are pros through and through and i think that both go into everything that they do with a mind for business and doing what is going to get them over the most and and when i say get themselves over i think people confuse that with you know who wins a match that that's not that's not what gets you over or doesn't get you over. It's how you win, how you lose that gets you over, what you do in between. So both guys are pros. I, I really don't think there's going to be a problem with that whatsoever. Um, before we leave this subject or this match, I want to touch on Paul Heyman really quickly. This is just a general question, but I was thinking about you and I was thinking about Heyman. And you know, both of you have long histories in the business. But why, why, why is it that everybody that gets involved with wrestling is just so good on the mic? Like, like ever, like everybody who wanders in to sweep the floors ends up being just like a, a top-notch announcer. Are you calling Paul Heyman a floor sweeper? <laughs> no, <laughs> you no, kind but of are, he was David. a photographer. <laughs> he was hanging out backstage, and all of a sudden, he's just like you know one of the best promos in the business. Well, take a guy like Paul Heyman. For example, Paul loved the business and was around the business since he was a kid as well. And you study the best. He he studied and stole things from Fred Blassie, Lou Albano, the Grand Wizard, people like that. And probably did the same thing that I did. Practice in front of a mirror and cut promos to himself as if he were on TV. So it just, we became those roles. We naturally fall into a promo rhythm if you will at times where most people have to think about what the hell they're going to say we usually start talking before we ever start thinking right so it's it's just a different mindset and and frame of reference when you do anything i was uh because after listening to the uh, the piper episode i went back and watched uh some of your your global promos and i was definitely saw some piper in there and i saw a lot of other things and some rick flair um you know sometimes you'd call back to brother love there was a lot going on there and and uh i think it's it is interesting how people don't necessarily steal from each other uh, but they learn from each other and there's a lot of uh just back and forth uh references callbacks uh little shades of of people that have been you know carrying the business for years yeah there's a little piece of uh of everybody in there i think that kind of had some kind of influence on my character and my career it was more more often than not the things that i did and, and what i would call on were just natural when whenever i tell a story i like to become the person that i'm talking about so that's why you know when when somebody will ask me a lot of times oh, hey can you do your vince mcmahon imitation no because if i'm telling a story about vince and goddamn it's easy pal but <laughs> when you just to to pull it out of your ass no it's a little 
different. That makes sense. Yeah. But when I'm, I'm in a mode and, and I'm thinking back and I draw on Roddy Piper and it becomes just second nature to where it just happens and it just comes out. So it, it was more second nature to me than thinking, OK, I'm going to steal this from this guy or this from that guy. When I would produce talent, I became the talent. And that's how I, I learned to produce. You have to become that person. All right, thanks to Bruce Pritchard. He'll be back a couple more times this week. I think, going back to what we were saying before, the, the territory thing, or the old way of, of, of working, you know, Brock Lesnar, the way they did it his last run, is a little bit, it is a little bit tough, you know? And the, the, WWE's in a tough spot with this match. Even if Goldberg has signed a new contract, I think him if he wins, everyone's going to expect that he's going to drop it to film the blank, probably Roman Reigns, in a month or two months. And I think Brock Lesnar... You know, the, the the best case, I don't know if best is the right word, but best case scenario is he holds on to it till SummerSlam to momentously drop it to Roman Reigns or someone like that. Um, so it's a, it's a, you know, it's a kind of flip of the coin. I, I, I don't, I don't even know who I'd want to win. What, uh, Pritchard, Pritchard picked, Pritchard picked uh, Brock Lesnar. But now we're going to try a little new, a, a new feature for the Masked Man Show where instead of just making picks, we're going to fantasy book each of the various options into winning the match. So, um, for Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar, Nick, who, do, who are you going to take? Look, I'm just trying to get in Vince's head. I think I think Goldberg's going to win because Vince loves the face going over, even though Lesnar will probably end up... I have a feeling the fans are going to turn on this whole Goldberg thing, mm. and it's weird that it's lasted this long because usually anything forced down... Yeah, people's throw. Although you could say it's an organic thing, and everyone's surprised how over Goldberg is. I think Goldberg will probably go over and last a couple of more matches, setting up probably Goldberg versus Reigns. And I think it will be like an eight-minute match where Lesnar probably kicks the shit out of him mm-hmm. for seven, eight minutes because, God forbid, they put on a wrestling match. Um, and I think, I, I think he goes on top. The weird thing is. That makes Goldberg way better than Lesnar in the eyes of WWE, but I, Vince loves surprises, and I think everyone's expecting the Lesnar thing to go over. Hmm. All right, Dave, do you want to do you want to argue you, in defense of Bill of uh, Brock Lesnar? Let me tell you exactly what's going to happen. You can take it to, take it to the bank, humanoids. Goldberg is going to drop him with a spear. This the minute the bell rings, then he's going to throw him up for the jackhammer. One, two, kick out at two, two and a half probably. And everybody's shocked. Oh, my God, he kicked out of the jackhammer. How is this possible? And then they trade some punches. Maybe uh, Lesnar gives him a few suplexes. They do an F5. Goldberg also kicks out at two and a half. Now nobody knows what's going to happen. And maybe there is. they spill it to the outside. They do some brawling in the outside. They go back in, and then somehow there's a finish. Uh, but Brock Lesnar ends up winning. But they're going to trade finishers because they're going to try to pop the crowd as early as possible. This whole match will be finishers. It'll be like me and you playing WWE 2K17, (laughs) and we have, like, unlimited God Konami mode. It's just going to be F5, jackhammer, F5, spear. There's going to be some German suplexes thrown in there, too, and whatever other, like, power moves that Goldberg can throw out. But it's five, seven minutes tops. Wouldn't that be great if there was just a straight, like, a test of strength? Just an old school, like, some really old school wrestling. I want one hold. Yeah. I want one hold in this match, just headlock, like an arm bar, headlock. No, but they're also, look, you know what Goldberg's doing right now? He's practicing how to do an F5. 
<laughs> and you know Lesnar yeah. is going to do a jackhammer yeah. and a spear. Like, it's WrestleMania. You get trade finishers. Okay, so, Shoemaker, who do you think has a better outcome for this match? Because I think, I think I killed it. All right, listen, I am... That gave me chill bumps when I said I that. Am, I am compelled by Nick's argument um, about surprises. And it's a, but it's, it's a surprise if, if Goldberg wins. It's also babyface going over, and we know Vince loves that. Um, that said... I'm going to award this first victory to you, Dave. <laughs> yes, I think that I think Brock Lesnar. The case for Brock Lesnar is more com- is is a little bit more compelling right now. But you know, I, I I could I could go either way on this. I think, you know, the the contract details that we're not privy to probably speak a lot to this. You know, the outcome of this match too. Although I'm not sure how much that matters. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure he, Vince couldn't just re-sign either of them to whatever if he put up enough money. Well, I mean, um, it's like Vince is like, how much money do you want for six dates? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Okay, well, well, and also to you know to keep to keep you know in incredible shape all the time. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think I, I was for for some reason I'm really I was really kind of imagining that, that one of you would fantasy book like a, the Scooby Doo animated crossover where they come out and like pull off Brock Lesnar's head, revealing CM Punk or something <laughs> like. Um, oh, we can go that far. Okay, no, cool. no, 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 you no, can't. And then a fake sting comes down from the rafters. He's got a baseball bat. And he's Look, swing. there's a really good shot. Roman Reigns comes down and wins somehow. Yeah, wait. We, we don't have a Money in the Bank briefcase this year. No, because Dean Ambrose cashed his in the same night. Um, there's also, you know, rock possibility of him coming down and setting up, uh, uh, you know, a special match with him and, and Lesnar or something. Because they've been teasing that for a while. And where does the rock fit in this card? Probably not, but I think it's going to be a clean finish. I really do. You think it's going to be clean? No chicanery in this match. Clean finish. Yeah, I think the way they've set it up, it kind of it has to be a clean. It has to be a clean finish one way or the other. It makes more sense for Lesnar to win. Yeah, we've seen the Lesnar championship run before. We know what it looks like. It's a it's a it's a comfortable, renewable resource for WWE. Um, But this is going to be the biggest match ever. You're going to have friends texting you, asking you what this what's going on. Everybody listening to this, just get ready to explain this match. To a bunch of uh, a bunch of pseudo fans or, or casuals, and uh, and and you know, make it sound good. Yeah, make it sound exciting. Put over wrestling. This is your job. Every WrestleMania, your job is to put over professional wrestling. But look, there's other matches you could put over. See, we'll, if this was just a special attraction that went in the middle of the show, I'd be much more into this match. But the fact that it's for the championship, I, it's because other matches deserve the championship and would benefit from it. Well, we'll talk about this I know, later. I know. We'll so about that's my, that's my problem. Don't get that's, hot, man. I, don't get I, hot. Don't, I don't disagree with you, but I also think putting the belt on your biggest attraction at WrestleMania, where there's such a blur of all these big matches, it's a defensible move. And I'm, and I'm just going to buy into it for the sake of having a good next week. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, we'll be back tomorrow, maybe the next day, with another mini-episode So check the feed every day, and we'll see you back here tomorrow, humanoids.